Hey there, welcome back to my podcast. Today I have Laura with me who is a PhD student in medical science. Hi Laura, welcome to the STEMnist. Please tell us more about yourself. Hi, my name is Laura and I'm a French PhD student from Réunion Island. Just to give you a bit of a background about me, when I was 18, I moved to Montreal, Canada to do my undergrad in biology. I then did a cognitive science certificate, that's one year, and a master in neuroscience. And now I'm doing my PhD at the University of Auckland in New Zealand in health science. Uh, Currently, I'm doing it remotely because of the COVID situation, but I'm hoping I will be um, able to, to go there soon. My thesis is about walking after stroke. So, um, tell us more about your research. As I mentioned, I'm currently working on my literature review. And I think it's a great thing to do when you start a master or a PhD, because when you start, you don't know much about the subject. And because you're reviewing all this literature, you're understanding a lot more about it and you're learning new things. And for me, for instance, um, I read a lot of paper about the different type of rehabilitation. I learned a lot about stroke in general, and uh, I discovered all the different measures we can use to, to monitor the improvement of locomotion in patients. So that's great, but also it showed me like what I shouldn't do when I'm planning an experiment, for instance, like uh, the different types of control, what is the best to use, what not to do, and... Um, yeah, also, when you're reviewing a lot of literature, you're really, like, um, seeing the bad things in papers, and you can do, like, mental notes of, like, how not to fuck up your paper, basically. So that, that was great. I, I have a lot of mental notes, and uh, I, I know everything from an ex- experiment, so that's that's nice. And, uh, yeah, it was exhausting, but it was really, like... Um, I feel like I'm a better student and I know much more now than when I started. And I think everybody who's done a literature review in the past will agree with me. It's it's a long task, but you're really happy to have done it when, when you're done. Like it, It's really nice. You know a lot more than when you started. Uh, it's super useful. Wow, it must be really consuming reading so many uh, research papers. What do you do in your free time? Um, any hobbies, favorite movie shows? I have a lot of hobbies, like a lot. I, I love reading. I picked up embroidery during lockdown and I'm currently learning a little bit of piano as well. I love to sing. So uh, yeah, I have plenty of options when I have a day off to fill it up. Um, I would say my favorite TV show is Fleabag, but uh, I love Master of None and um, Parks and Rec as well. And uh, the only issue is I'm very prone to binge watching, so it's a daily struggle to stay clear of YouTube and Netflix. So I'm trying not to like start new show right now. Um, besides that, I'm actively trying to implement a routine in my life because studying remotely really blurs the line between my life and my work. So my mornings usually start with a big cup of tea and uh, usually I stretch a bit before getting to work. And at the end of the day, I try to make some time for a quick workout, like yoga or something quick and intense, I guess. 
I do not have strict hours. Sometimes I start working at 10 a.m. Sometimes I get to it earlier. But uh, yeah, for most, for me, the most important is to be able to do something meaningful to my work. So, like, if I wake up at 6 a.m. and I get to work at 8 and I just feel like a slug all day and I don't do anything, for me, it's a bad day. But if I wake up at 11 and uh, during my day uh, I do some meaningful improvement to, like, my writing, for instance, I think it's a better use of my time. But I, I guess it would be different if uh, I was not a remote student and I was actually doing experiment, because right now um, I don't have a lot of tasks really. It's it's like a, a long long work. I, I have to write for longer period of time. I have to read a lot of papers, so it's a bit different, I guess, from a lot of PhD students. Do you have any favorite project that you've worked on or currently working on? As I mentioned, I'm currently working on my literature review and I think it's a great thing to do when you start a master or a PhD because when you start you don't know much about the subject and because you're reviewing all this literature you're understanding a lot more about it and you're learning new things. And for me, for instance, um, I read a lot of paper about the different type of rehabilitation. I learned a lot about stroke in general, and uh, I discovered all the different measures we can use to, to monitor the improvement of locomotion in patients. So that's great. But also it showed me like what I shouldn't do when I'm planning an experiment, for instance, like uh, the different types of control, what is the best to use, what not to do. And... Um, yeah, also, when you're reviewing a lot of literature, you're really, like, um, seeing the bad things in papers, and you can do, like, mental notes of, like, how not to fuck up your paper, basically, so that, that was great, I, I have a lot of mental notes, and uh, I know everything from an ex experiment, so that's, that's nice, and, uh, yeah, it was exhausting, but it was really, like, um, I feel like I'm a better student and I know much more now than when I started. And I think everybody who's done a literature review in the past will agree with me. It's it's a long task, but you're really happy to have done it when, when you're done. Like it, It's really nice. You know a lot more than when you started. Uh, it's super useful. Yes, literature review is really important. Last summer, um, I also did a research project on cryptocurrencies and um, its price variation with tweets. And I totally relate to this. What motivated you to pursue science? That's such an interesting question. And it's difficult because like, I don't know exactly what motivated me to go in neuroscience and in STEM in general. I think when I was a kid, I was very interesting interested like I think like every kid about like how we function how humans and primates functions and um, my parents uh, they bought me a lot of kid science magazines I got to watch documentary stuff like that when podcasts became a thing uh, I would listen to them and learning about scientists and especially like female scientists was really a big inspiration for me uh, for a time I was very interested in primatology so like um, researcher like uh, Jan Goodall was super important for me. And um, yeah, I think in a way I wanted to go into STEM because I wanted to like be part of this community of awesome people <laughs> in a way, if it makes sense, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's difficult because when I started my, my undergrad in biology, I did not like it at all. Because I think it was um, the areas we approached during my, my bachelor were not super interested to me. So for a time, I had like a big like crisis about what I wanted to do. And um, classes like my primatology class, for instance, really like helped me figure out what I wanted to do. And it's really during my certificate in cognitive science that I identified that like neuroscience was really the thing that I wanted to do, you know. So yeah, my motivation stemmed for a lot of from a lot of different things, and it was not a straight like line for me from my school to my PhD in neuroscience. But science and biology were always like close to my heart. What are your future goals? And would you like to go into academics or into the industry? It's a bit difficult for me to to have goals right now because I'm a remote student and I don't exactly know when I will be able to go to New Zealand. But uh, yeah, right now my goals are to do all my milestones for my um, my year review. I don't remember the name, sorry. And I would really like to join the scientific journal from my university. That's like a big goal for me. And um, after my my PhD, I think I will do a postdoc, and uh, my my wish for my future would be to to be like a, a researcher professor. That would be awesome because um I've had some experiments with teaching, but it was like for high schoolers, and I really enjoyed it. And I think being a professor is a beautiful job because like you're sharing the knowledge with people and you're raising like the interests for for different subjects and um so yeah that's something i would like to do and um any challenges you faced in your stem journey i think my biggest uh, challenge is like definitely my imposter syndrome and overall my mental health my first year of undergrad was like a bit chaotic i was struggling a lot with my mental health and I felt like I didn't belong, I didn't like what I was doing, and it showed on my grades. And because I've associated my, my self-worth to my grade for so long, well, I felt like a fuck-up. And I, I spent the two next year trying to fix it, but I still ended up with an average GPA. And despite all those efforts, I felt like I did not succeed. I felt like I didn't belong there. I felt like it was a waste of opportunity and that I shouldn't have come in Montreal. And the thing is, when I started working on stuff that actually interested me during my my certificate in cognitive science and my master, my grades improved drastically. Um, It became better. Like I was working on something that I liked. I was understanding things. But for me, I was still fucking up, you know, like, for me, every time I would get a good grade, I was like, oh, I got lucky. It's, I think it was easier. I'm sure everyone got a better grade. Uh, it was never like, because I was working, I had a good grade. For me, it was always luck. I, I always got lucky. It was never because like I understood the thing and like I, I was working on it. It was just luck. And it's super hard to like reject those bad thinking patterns and like every day I'm trying to to catch myself when I'm putting my myself on my walk down and I try to remember like all the good things I've done 
and it's a bit difficult. I think we can, you can all relate to, to what I'm saying. I, I've seen a lot of posts about imposter syndrome, so I know <laughs> I'm not the only one. Why do you think we need more girls in STEM? When I was younger, the only female scientist we were taught about was Marie Curie. And I only know, um, learned about like other female scientists like Jan Goodall and Rosalind Franklin later in life. And it's so annoying because like, I'm 25, I've read about female scientists, I've watched TED Talks, documentaries about female scientists, and to this day, I can more easily name male scientists. It's so annoying. Like, <laughs> I view myself as a feminist and like, ah, it annoys me so much. So yeah, like beside that, I'm very happy because right now we're seeing a more global encouragement for girls to get into science and we're seeing young girls doing some amazing things in science and that's amazing. Like one of the best things for me in the C-commerce uh, community on Instagram is that I can see a lot more scientists who are women and that's amazing. Like that's really helping me feel like I belong and that's amazing and uh, I, I think we need more women here we need their brain we need their perspective their creativity and uh, it's great that we're seeing some change but for me it's like the best thing ever like that's an improvement uh, like um, <laughs> recently I've seen a picture from my um, my grand uncle uh, years as a doctor like when he was in med school and I think there were like two girls in his class, like two girls in a, in a class of like maybe 20 persons, two girls. <laughs> and now when I remember during my master and, um, and right now, like m most students were women. So there were a lot more women in my class and that's amazing. Like that makes me so happy. Yeah, now girls have more representation in STEM than before, but I believe it's a lot more to go. Any advice for my listeners? Okay, yeah, I have a couple of advice. The first one would be that, like, when you fuck up, try to identify what went wrong. Like, for instance, you, you got a bad grade to your test. Try to see, like, was it your time management was not okay? Was it because you did not study enough? Was it because you, the way you study is not great for you? Try to identify what went wrong. And like build on that. I swear this like for me it was like life changing. And um, my second advice would be to treat yourself well. It's not okay to sacrifice your well-being and your mental health for your work. You should like you should not like sacrifice your sleep for instance. Or like stop exercising, seeing your friends and relatives. Um, it's important that you treat your body well and your mental health as well because otherwise you're going to burn and this is not good for you and this is not good for your work. So try to to like cultivate a good sleeping habits, try to, to drink waters, to eat properly, to find ways of moving your body during the day and see like your friends, your family, stuff like that. Really try to to make yourself feel good. Thank you so much for taking time and coming on my podcast. And see you guys next week.